Aloha, this is Abe's Ukulele Podcast, and I'm Abe. Wow, it has been quite a year and an awfully long time since my last episode. If you're new here, welcome. This podcast is for ukulele players and teachers that want to get better at playing and teaching. If you've been a listener, hey, how are you? Thanks for joining me today. It is really nice to be here with you. Thanks for your patience as I took a lot longer than usual putting this one together. In this episode, I want to share a conversation I had in July of 2019 with Jody and Honoka at Ukulele Hale in Hawaii. It was so cool meeting them and seeing their ukulele school. Before we jump in, I wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart to everyone that left me a tip or sent me a message. It really means a lot to me that this show means something to someone other than me. It helps me so much to keep this little project going. All right, without further ado, here we go. So I am here still in Hawaii, and I am so lucky to be sitting down at Ukulele Hale with Jody and Honoka. Hey guys. Aloha. Aloha. What's up? Good. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. So um first of all, what what do you what do y'all do at Ukulele Holiday? What is it? We play, talk story, and eat. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> that sounds awesome. So just ukulele and food. And food. And good company. Yes. And you, you said when I came in, this is like the family room where we're sitting? We are sitting here in our living room. Oh, sorry. Yeah, from the living room. <laughs> with our with our flip-flops off, mm. barefoot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's just something comfortable mm-hmm. with that, um, taking off your shoes and feeling comfortable. So we call this ukulele hale. And mm-hmm. in Hawaiian, hale means home. Mm. So we want people to feel like they're at home. It's like their second home. Mm-hmm. So you guys feel home here? Definitely. This is definitely my second home. I probably spend more time here than my <laughs> actual home. Oh, so, nice. yeah. That's good. Um, so what is this wall? There's a wall of Polaroids on my right next to the ukuleles. What, what is going on with this thing right here? <laughs> so we call this our wall of aloha. And mm. it features... All our students here at Ukulele Hale, and uh, as you can see, it ranges in age. And so our youngest student is two and a half. Whoa. Yep, still in diapers. No. <laughs> and then our most experienced is our student, Ted. He's 94 years young. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. But we also have students um, that that come to Ukulele Hale from all over the world. So we have mm-hmm. students from visiting from Australia. Hong Kong mm-hmm. to uh, from Africa as well. Mm. You know, it's that's awesome. Universal. So this this map on the wall behind me, it's yes. very appropriate. It is. That's it great. is. <laughs> so, um, Jody and Hanukkah, I wonder if each of you could tell me a little bit about your own personal journeys with the ukulele. Who wants to go first? Um, I can go first. Okay. So I picked up the ukulele when I was around eight years old when mm-hmm. I got my first ukulele from Santa Claus. Oh, nice. So that's how I started. And I just um, brought it in the car and played mm-hmm. along to the songs on the radio. Mm-hmm. And um, I think personally for me, I'm kind of shy mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not very confident with 
talking. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, ukulele and music is my voice mm. in a way I communicate with people. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that sounds like really good ear training. You just played along with whatever songs you heard and you like figure it out as you go. Yeah. Typically, um, a lot of songs that are popular in Hawaii kind of have the same strumming pattern, like mm -hmm. down, up, up, down, down, up, up, down. Mm -hmm. So I picked that up and you can play millions of songs with just C, mm -hmm. G, F, and A minor. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of how I started. Nice. Awesome. So here at Ukulele Hala, you're also a teacher now. Yes, I started teaching late last year. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. How do you enjoy teaching so far? Um, I teach the younger kids, so mm -hmm. my youngest student is probably three now, and then maybe ranges to like fourteen. Oh, okay. So it, they're really fun and really, really humbling. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Jody, what about you? How did you get uh, sucked into the ukulele <laughs> world? <laughs> I guess I'm, I, you know, my my grandmother played the ukulele, mm -hmm. and so she when she would babysit me. I think that's one way she would get my attention was mm -hmm. to bring out the ukulele. Mm. And so for, for for myself and my grandmother, that was the connecting medium, I guess, mm -hmm. that fostered our relationship, which yeah. was great. Um, and then my father. My father was in a rock band. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, he, <clears throat> I grew up listening to my father play um, mostly guitar, but he would pick up the ukulele as well. Mm. Um, but it wasn't until high school when a band called Pure Heart came to my school. Mm -hmm. And Pure Heart consisted of uh, John Yamasato, who was on vocals and guitar, Lopaka, who was a percussionist, and then, of course, Jake Shimabukuro, who played the ukulele. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got to say, that was life-changing, just seeing him perform the ukulele. Mm -hmm. um, it's like literally the Jimi Hendrix of, of ukulele. And, and so that caught my, my attention, and I just called him up. I was like, hey, Jake, uh, I want to sign up for private ukulele lessons. Uh -huh. And uh, luckily, he said yes. Nice. So I started started taking private lessons with Jake, and uh, a few years later, um, you know, in, in in the process, I was taking from Roy Sakuma, uh, Troy Fernandez, Peter Moon, uh, these incredible uh, players and teachers. Um, but but he decided to open a school called Ukulele Academy, which was um, in two thousand, and uh, he said, "Hey Jody, I would love to have you come and teach with me," mm -hmm. and so. You know, I was kind of caught, caught off guard and, and mm -hmm. I, at the time I was just like, wow, you know, I'm so into it, but I don't know if I can teach. Mm. Uh, but I, I think he, he saw something in me that I probably didn't see myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, you know, we're, we'll go through some training. And and so I gave it a shot, met his brother, Bruce Shimabukuro, mm -hmm. and uh, that's how I got my start teaching. Mm -hmm. um, a year later, he closed down the studio, unfortunately, mm. uh, because his solo career took off. Mm -hmm. Signed with Sony, and uh, so his brother and I started teaching out of their garage oh. in Kaimaki, and uh, again it was pretty humbling. I mean, <laughs> it was we we set up a studio in their garage, and Jake would pop in a few times, and he was already famous, you know. And so mm -hmm. students would motivate the students, and be like, "Wow, Jake just popped in our lesson," you know. <laughs> and he would sometimes stop and watch, which was which was awesome, but nerve wracking for all of us too. Yeah, I imagine, yeah. Um, and then we decided to find a uh, a studio that we could teach out of. And so mm -hmm. 2002, we actually found uh, this place here that we're sitting in right now mm -hmm. in Kameki called Ukulele Essence. Mm. And so Bruce and I taught here for uh, five years. 
And in 2007, uh, I started Ukulele Hale. Hmm. So it's been uh, 12 years. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. That's a lot of heavy hitters you got. That is. You know, I... I <laughs> I feel like I'm name dropping, but but at the same time, these these heavy hitters have been really instrumental in in the process and my journey of music. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot from these guys. They've yeah. inspired me in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Moon, of course, uh, with with his songs and his songwriting. Um, Troy Fernandez, of course, with Kyle Crater Boys, and then Jake uh, being not only my teacher but a mentor. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you can drop names, whatever. That's cool. <laughs> um, so also, Hanukkah, you went through Ukulele Holly as well. Is that right? Yes. And now you are performing out on your own and teaching here. Yes. That's pretty cool. So it's like, you know, the school's working, right? Yes, definitely. Would you say, Jody, you're her manager, right? Mm-hmm. Would you say he's a good manager? Yes. I mean, he's been my teacher since mm-hmm. I was young. And um, of course, I learned everything I know about ukulele from him. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but a lot of things like Aloha when we travel. He takes the time to visit like schools, which I get to stick around as well. Mm-hmm. And we get to learn all kinds of things, not only ukulele. So mm. it's really important. That's awesome. So um, Honoka, you rose to fame in the ukulele world with Azita as Honoka and Azita. Yes. But recently, well, maybe last year, not so recently, uh, Azita decided to go back to school. So I was wondering, what have you been up to since you've been off on your own, just as Honoka? So I have been teaching. Mm -hmm. And um, as far as my performance, I've been performing here and there um, at home in Hawaii Mm -hmm. and doing some traveling to Japan and um, L.A. and whatnot. But... Right now, I'm focusing on um, making all my own music mm-hmm. and writing a lot more mm. and converting on my social media and all mm-hmm. that fun stuff. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So both of you are teachers and performers. So I was wondering, for both of you, I like to ask this question. Do you consider yourself more of a teacher or more of a performer? <laughs> mm. Does that make sense? That's a million-dollar question. <laughs> Um, well, you know, I, I see as much as I love performing, um, I see myself more as a, as a teacher. Mm. Um, I think that's where I'm most comfortable, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I I think it's the most gratifying for myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I love to see, I love, it's priceless when I, when I, you know, working with students and you get to see them. Um, achieve their goals mm-hmm. and it could be short-term goals it could be long-term goals like Honaka you know mm-hmm. and, and it, it's just I get more satisfaction out of that than my myself sometimes mm-hmm. um, so there's there's a a really deep satisfaction that I get out of teaching mm-hmm. I think as performing it's just more instant gratification mm-hmm. so when I you know people are clapping whatnot mm-hmm. I think there's a sense of like wow like that's that's cool that's cool <laughs> but you know um long term I, I i look at teaching as more uh hmm. my passion yeah. oh that's cool i want to go what about you oh uh, i think it's a little bit easier for me since i just got into teaching so mm-hmm. i think um i still feel like i'm more of a performer than a teacher hmm. but definitely teaching has taught me a lot and i think improved my performing as well hmm 
Those are good answers. <laughs> it's, I, I feel like it's a little bit of a setup, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, another point I like to add in that I got from, I think Brian told him, do you know, you're kind of always performing, even for your students. And even if you are actually on stage performing for an audience, um, at least personally for me, I feel like I the feedback I get from my students, paying attention to them, uh, if I can translate that to being on stage, it can make me a better performer. Sure. So, you know, you don't have to put yourself in a box. So yeah. that's, sure. that's my point. Mm-hmm. I kind of set you up, but then, you know, that's don't worry great, about it. You can be both. It's okay. I love that, though. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely true. Mm. Absolutely true. So you have an album with Honoka and Azita, mm-hmm. right? Do you have something coming up? Just Honoka? Nothing. You said you're working on that. Sorry. Yes. But is there something coming soon? Not anytime soon. Hopefully okay. getting back into the studio mm-hmm. soon, but I'm currently writing songs. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we can't wait. It's what a about fun time, yeah. you, Jody? Do you have any albums we can hear you? Or we just have to go see you live? <laughs> you know, I do. Actually, I, I recorded with my group, Heart and Soul, this okay. is, uh, back in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is with my <clears throat> former partner, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also recorded with Bruce Shimabukuro, so Jake's mm. younger brother. On uh, we were we were called Bruce Shimabukuro Band, the Bruce Shimabukuro Band. We we also were known as the BS Band. Okay, for Balonian <laughs> Salami. It's <laughs> <laughs> good that you spell it out. Yeah. So if I hear BS Band, it's not the first thing I think of. Yeah, and awesome. then uh, we've done a few compilation albums as well. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so um, we're here in Ukulele Hale, and something I've learned about from social media is this thing called Team Hale. What is Team Hale? Because it means Team House, right? So now it sounds a little <laughs> weirder to me. What is that, Team Hale? Well, Team Hale, good question. Team Hale is a youth leadership group um, that I started about a year and a half ago. And my goal was to to create a group of passionate uh, individuals, mainly students who... Um, to me, would be the future leaders of tomorrow. Hmm. And so I, I see ukulele as a way to connect the world in so many ways and and uh, also get out there, um, also connect with the community. And so with ukulele, with Team Holly, um, <clears throat> our, our vision from day one is, or was, is, is to connect the world one strum at a time by sharing our passion uh, and gift for music and the ukulele. Hmm. And so, through this journey, um, it's it's interesting. We're we're still getting to know each other, but uh, you know, we we have some common uh, goals, mm-hmm. and it's it's really um, to to share our love of music and and ukulele, and again connect the world. And and so we've had this amazing opportunity to connect with Japan. Mm. Um, which Honoka and I have been there many times. And, you know, there's a lot of similarities, a lot of deep connections there. Mm -hmm. Um, Honoka being from Japan, and then myself, I have roots in Japan as well. Mm -hmm. But we had the opportunity to visit Kanazawa, Japan, and attend this festival called the Ukulele Paina, which which blew my mind because this festival was mainly kids. Mm. And uh, a lot of these festivals that I've been to in Japan were adults performing. Mm-hmm. But this one was mainly kids and it was run by ukulele teachers. Hmm. And so um, 
my group Heart and Soul performed there two years ago as as guest, and Honokanazita performed there last year, 2018. And uh, this year, I'm glad to announce that Team Hale will be representing Hawaii Woo. as uh, ambassadors of of the Aloha spirit. So awesome. We are heading up in August, <clears throat> and we're going to be performing uh, in the Ukulele Paina event. That's great. And so the cool thing was we got to connect with these kids in mm-hmm. Japan. And I call them Team Kanazawa <laughs> to make it easy. But um, we actually finished writing a song together. Mm. It's called Love Sweet Love. And uh, the lyrics are in Japanese, English, and Hawaiian. Awesome. And uh, we're going to perform it together on stage in Kanazawa, Japan nice. uh, next month. I wish I could head out there. To you stay. should come. <laughs> you should come. So, Honoka, you're a member of Team Hale? Yes. What's, what's it been like for you? Um, the first meeting we ever had, it was really awkward. We had it in this room, actually, but no one really talked to each other. And mm-hmm. it's interesting and very sweet how far we've come, not mm-hmm. only musically, but um, seeing all the kids connect and break out of their shell and seeing what role they have in this team is mm-hmm. kind of an important thing for, mm-hmm. um, we have like, our youngest is 13. Mm-hmm. And oh, this is like 24. Three, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so it's nice for 13 year olds and 24 year olds to work together yeah. and 13 year olds bringing their strengths mm-hmm. and 24 year olds like helping them out. And it's a cool mix. Mm-hmm. And for some of them, it's going to be their first time leaving the country. I think so some of them had to get passports for this trip and they're just really excited so Mm. it's going to be amazing collaborating with the kids from Japan awesome yeah that sounds so cool are there any openings (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm a little too old commute might be far (laughs) maybe you could be a mentor within our team maybe sure that'd be great um I don't speak Hawaiian (laughs) but I have studied Japanese hey I forgot most of it do you guys both speak Japanese uh Honoka does I do. Nice. Okay. Well, I, I'm not going to ask you Japanese questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, usually, that's that's the part that comes next. You know, like somebody asks me, "Do you speak Japanese?" and I say, "Kinda," or I studied, and then suddenly the Japanese questions flow. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't. <laughs> it's like I want to be honest, but you know, it's hard to fit into one sentence. Yeah. So, um, why did I clap in front of the mic? <laughs> Checking one, two, three. Yeah, it works. Okay. So you guys teach a lot and you play a lot. I was wondering if you could share some teaching tips and maybe some playing tips, maybe practice ideas, Mm -hmm. just things that you use from a day-to-day basis with your students or just with your own, you know, like my fingers don't work. What do you get to make things happen on Mm -hmm. the ook and with your students? So I think with technology... Uh, you have YouTube and Instagram and Facebook, and there's so much tutorials out mm-hmm. there. So that's one way. I mean, if, you, if you're in a place where they don't offer uh, a physical location for learning, you can mm-hmm. always jump on the web and, you know, learn through those tutorials. A lot of great ukulele underground, you know, has Algerine's doing a fantastic job. Yeah, shout out to Algerine. Yeah, ukulele underground. <laughs> Kawaii. All right. But, uh, you know, there's so much resources out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say also... You know, if, if you're in a place where people play ukulele, to, to just get out there and, and, and uh, meet people who play ukulele. Um, that's a great way to learn. It's just kind of kapila and jam. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in that environment as well, where we would just do backyard jams. And mm. I got to, to jam with Jake and Bruce, and, and I would just stop and watch. I, mm-hmm. I mean, 
a lot of times it wasn't like, hey, do this, do that. But it was just by watching and observing and listening. Mm. And so really developing my ear that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I would encourage students to, um, you know, if, if you're in the process of learning, maybe out of school or online is, is to repetition, you know, is key. Mm-hmm. So as you're practicing, um, and I call it smart practice, but to, to put everything away. So whether it's like you're practicing and you're watching TV at the same time or practicing and you're on like Instagram scrolling through stories, I think you just need to focus on just practicing. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're putting in the quality time and mm-hmm. effort into it. And, um, you know, and then just practicing over and over again, again, the repetition mm-hmm. at the end of the day. It's really all about having fun. And so if you're having fun, I think those practices are going to be enjoyable and you're going to mm-hmm. want to do it more. And you're, mm-hmm. gonna, you're not going to even realize that you're actually practicing. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, and then, you know, our, our lessons, we always try to make it fun. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whether, whether someone's having a tough day and whatnot, you know, I'm going to make classes fun. They're going to be learning. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're going to be enjoying and living in the moment, which mm-hmm. I think is, you know, Something really important. Mm. Yeah. Well said. Thanks. <laughs> Hanukkah, what about you? Um, in terms of teaching, I think a big thing I notice um, watching Jody teach and even just taking classes in college, mm-hmm. I notice that I think it's really important to um, be flexible when you're teaching and really feed off of the way the kids are learning. Mm. So you can't teach one kid the same exact way you teach another kid Mm -hmm. and um now that i actually do one-on-one teaching i really notice that Mm -hmm. some kids are there's like three-year-olds that are just so into it and just practice so much but there might be like an eight-year-old that's not as into it but still love the ukulele so you just kind of have to like go with the flow and Mm -hmm. adapt to the way they could you know consume (laughs) all the ukulele stuff but um uh as far as playing, I think when I practice a song, um, there comes to a point where um, I have to perform it to become better. Mm. So I feel like um, when I perform, I also move my body. Mm-hmm. So the natural movement kind of tells me, oh, this is the part where I need to like kind of put a little bit more emotion. This is the part where I need to like tone it down a little bit and like enjoy the silence. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think performing really helps the playing aspect as well. Mm. So are you talking about like in your room, for example, you have a show coming up the next day and you'll actually be like pretending your room is the stage and just treat it like that and move around and play as if it's the real gig. Yes, for sure. Uh, I did that as well. But I think when I first started, um, when I was like maybe 14, that's around the time I started performing. Mm. But um, Azita and I, we would go to Waikiki, the Mm -hmm. Kalakaua Strip, and we would uh, do street performance. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when I felt like a shift of um, a big improvement in my playing. Mm. And just standing up and playing and moving and having the uh, movements kind of carry and guide the music mm-hmm. and the emotion part of of the musicality it i felt the big improvement mm. so i encourage like what whether you're just in front of 
the mirror, whether mm-hmm. if it's just a Christmas party for your family mm-hmm. or if it's like a, at a coffee shop, anywhere, I think performing really helps the music. Mm. Well said. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> great stuff. Hopefully that is helping someone out there. Um, in terms of like teaching, I love that you guys are saying things that I, I hear often. So it's like it just confirms it like, you know, be flexible with your students and with yourself and just repeat things and have fun. It's like mm-hmm. I hear that often, but it doesn't hurt to say it again. I need to be reminded constantly of where my students are mm-hmm. and like how I'm pushing them or not. Mm-hmm. Even myself, it's like, I can't do this. It's okay. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. um, then I have a pity party. Anyway, um, so I wanted to know, why do you keep clapping? <laughs> See what I mean? I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, so I did want to know if you could both come up with a list of four albums or artists, two ukulele and two non-ukulele that you would say are at the top of your list. Not necessarily number one. Mm-hmm. It could be something recent. It could be something that you know, you haven't listened to in a long time, but you believe is, you know, super, super, super important. Like, you know, everyone should listen to Bach. You could say that just, you know, box first, whatever. Um, can you think of four, two ook, two non-ook albums or artists that you believe are critical to being a musician? Ooh. Take all the time you need. It's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you have? <laughs> 20 seconds. No, I'm just okay. <laughs> go for it, Onika. No idea. That is a. Should I go first? Sure. I would love uh, to hear sure. yours. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. God, why did I volunteer for this? Um, well, I, I always say Kyle Crater Boys, but um, yeah, Kyle Crater Boys. <laughs> um, let's see. So I think I said that. Well, actually, we did a very similar question, maybe the exact same thing for Ukulele Underground. So I don't want to repeat myself. Okay, so two non-Ukulele albums. One would have to be, uh, there's this band called The Lone Bellow. They do a lot of really lovely harmonies singing. And uh, they had this album very inspired by Elvis Gospel. Um, It's called Then Came the Morning. That's one of my favorite albums um, of the past few years. I've seen them live a few times, and it's just amazing. It's kind of like, yeah, it's a little, not necessarily rockabilly, but it's like on the edge of rock, and um, I guess just alternative. I don't like using the word alternative because it means too much these days, but Mm -hmm. um, very great singing and playing. Um, Okay, so first one, The Lone Bellow. Next one would have to be, for now, I'll say Leon Bridges. He is, uh, if you like Sam Cooke. Yeah. He's like that old soul R&B, not necessarily hip hop, but like eh, got like a bit of country and rock in there too. Um, beautiful voice. Yeah, but he doesn't play ukulele, unfortunately. Um, and for ukulele albums, I would have to say, mm, I know it's cliche, but maybe Missing Three by Jake. I feel like if, especially that song, Missing Three, if you, if you don't know that as an ukulele player, you should... You should know it. Mm-hmm. I can't play it, but I know it. It's one of those songs on my list of learn this, please, you know. Um, and then, this is tough, but um, I don't know. I keep thinking of Jack Johnson, but he's not necessarily an ukulele player. Mm-hmm. Um, that song, Breakdown, he mm-hmm. does that with Jake Shimabukuro. Mm-hmm. 
So good. I like it. It's very simple and beautiful, but I'm going to cheat a little and say that song particularly. Got it. Jack Johnson with Jake. With Jake. Yeah. That's a great combination too. Yeah. So you guys ready? I'll tackle this. Okay. All right. So probably non, well, let's just go with ukulele. Um, All Creator Boys, best of. Woo. Yes. I mean, that's, I'm surprising. I mean, I'm surprised that I still have that CD and it still works. Nice. After all those times that it's been played. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like Jake's cross current. Mm. Um, you know, I, I like the, he did a lot of ballads back in the day. So I love those mm-hmm. albums where he did more ballads. Mm. Um, not to say I don't like his fast stuff too, but. Mm-hmm. And then Non Ukulele, I'd say La Bomba Ooh. soundtrack. La Bomba soundtrack. I just grew up listening to Donna and all those. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, come on, let's go. Richie Valens stuff. Mm. Um, and then right now, um, John Cruz, Acoustic Soul. Oh, okay. I like every single song on that album, nice. which is rare. But yeah, that's a good quality of an album. Yeah. Awesome. So last but not least, Hanaka. Um, okay. So for ukulele, I think when I started performing, Calais was... Ooh. killing it he Kale still is of out. course but he was a really big inspiration so i think his album redefined mm. with mach 4 and the unknown is nice his technique is like he's a beast it, yeah <laughs> he's just like his own like style mm-hmm. it's so awesome um i think ukulele i will have to also put another point to Kyle Crater Boys because I mm. also learned from Troy Fernandez mm. and I mean his style is so unique mm-hmm. and when you hear him picking then you, you like right away know it's him mm-hmm. so that's awesome nice yeah um, as far as non-ukulele I think I'm gonna take your ukulele but put it to my non-ukulele so Jack Johnson oh okay yeah I I like his vibe and Mm -hmm. I think as a musician like having your own vibe and Mm. sound is really important Mm -hmm. and um I think any of the Beach Boys (laughs) albums I like the Beach Boys yeah it's um I don't know every song they have is catchy and Mm -hmm. you just hear the first couple notes and you know it's theirs yeah it's cool awesome Okay, so last question. If you could both summarize in one word the ukulele, what word would that Let's be? Let's try to say it on three. One, two, three. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> okay, well, you heard it here first. Actually, not not here first, but anyway. Um, yeah, I love hearing these things because it's like, yeah, definitely Al Crater Place uh, and all these others also. Actually, it's been a while since I've heard Jack Johnson, yeah. to be honest. Uh-huh. Um, oh. I used to listen to him so much in high school. And then my <laughs> friends would complain, like certain ones, like, I don't like the way he sings. He like <laughs> drops the end of the phrase. And like, I love that. <laughs> yeah. He's so laid back. He's just like, ooh, all those songs. Um, well, Jody, Honoka, thank you so much for sitting with me. Uh, do you have anything coming up in the next year that you want people to know about? Hmm. I think uh, working on a f- uh, some cool projects. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Just stay tuned. Hush, hush. <laughs> okay. Um, 
I think now that I'm、um, embarking on my solo career, I have all new social media and I'm working on my YouTube channel、mm-hmm. again. So I'm hoping to put more videos, also tutorials as well. So if、awesome. you guys have anything, any certain techniques or any performance, travel, really anything, just give me a shout out. And, That's、um, cool. Yeah. So if anybody wants to play like Omega, you can find the link in the show notes. I'll put all there. Ukulele Hale,、um, Team Hale. No, wait.、Uh, u- you, you've got a separate Instagram account, right?、Yeah. Ukulele Hale is one. And、Ukulele、then, of course, Honoka, I'll put your links in there too. So you can find these two amazing teachers and performers. And、um, once again, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank, thank you. Thank you so、Mahalo. much. Well, that's it for this episode. I really hope that brightened your day. It was so great to meet Jody and Honoka, and right after, I got myself some ube ice cream, and dang, it was delicious. I'll always remember that day ube and ukulele. So, what did you think? Are you a teacher or a player? If you want to get in touch with me, you can use the feedback link in the show notes. You can find Jody, Honoka, and Team Hale's info there as well. And I have to say thank you again for your patience with this episode. It's been an interesting year to say the least, and I'm still committed to making this podcast for you. I'll keep doing my best to bring you stories, inspiration, and knowledge to help you on your learning journey. And if you want to help make this possible, you can leave me a tip, leave a review on iTunes, or just send me a note saying hi. I wish for you a wonderful rest of the year. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, and whatever you do, I hope you stay safe, keep strumming, tune up, and rock on. I'll talk to you soon. Mahalo and aloha. <laughs>